You are listening to Hands at Work Audio. In this podcast, we're hearing George Snowman speak on who we are, recorded during the celebrations gathering in Zambia from April 2013. Thank you, blessings. You guys are doing very well so far today. It's so hot, and we are digging so deep, but you are doing well, and I want to thank you for that. You know, I was sitting there thinking uh, about the family day and the privilege that we have to have a few hours together before we invite all uh, the CBOs together and how important it is for us to treasure these relationships and not just to, hi, how are you, you know, but to find every opportunity to sow into each other and Sal shared that beautiful picture for us, you know, he doesn't do that often. But even people came to me afterwards, they said, now I understand how it works. So you see, when all of us are together and participating, um, it encourages greatly. And it especially encourages us when people do it and it's tough for them to do it. You know, there's a special thing when somebody meets a need and you know it is tough for them to do that. So I want to encourage each one of you. Our watchword for this year is that all of us have received a gift. And that is to display the grace of God. And that is um, to look after the body of Christ. And you know, we said in our workshop, we said, if you don't share that gift, you steal from us. That is how crude it is, how rough it is when you don't do that. So now in this session, we're going to talk a little bit about the family, okay? You know that there are two things that we say. We say we are before we do. You've heard that? I hope everyone in the family has heard that. That means we're not saying we're perfect. You know what, guys? I have made so much peace in my heart to stand before people and to, when, when we mess up and to look them in the eye and to say to them, we still say we are. Yes, when you publicly say we are, people judge you very strictly. But let it be. We say we are in spite of us making mistakes. But it doesn't take much for visitors to come and to say the same thing. They come from different places in the world. And they, you know, I want to tell you a secret here. We, I can't say this on Thursday and Friday, but for so long we've believed when teams and visitors come, the biggest thing for them is to get to the communities. And that's going to change them. I want to tell you, the leaders can tell you, we've carefully looked at this. It's not true. We will always get them to the communities. We always want them to know children. We always want them to do something. But the thing that changes them is you. I promise you, I speak to them all the time. I found it so interesting. I actually started making notes and I showed Lynn. People that came and speak to me, normally they come and say goodbye to me before they leave. And then I ask them a few questions and I wrote it down. Without fail, all of them would say, oh, we loved Valverdeen, we met this child, whatever. But then they will stop and they will say to me, but the thing that changed me was when I stayed in a hub or when I stayed in Kachele or when I stayed with Lawrence and them in Kapwe, when I was with a team that changed me. 
You know why? It is the way you are. The doing, they admire you. You are their heroes. But they can't do that. So they just admire you there. But your living inspire them. Because you see, they don't have a reason to say, why can't I do it? So when they go home, and to go to Australia and Canada, they say, okay, so how do I do what I saw people did at the harp or in Kacheli? Because it was beautiful. Yes, I met some selfish people there. Yet I met some immature. You know what? People don't have to dig for weaknesses in us. We can write a book and give it to them. We're not shy of our weaknesses. We, we, we are determined to grow. But if we've got 500 people that work together and there are two people or three people that we struggle, it's okay, throw us of stones. We are working together. We are growing in our maturity, right? So this afternoon, as a family, I want to explain something to you quickly. And then we're going to talk about a very specific family that's special to us. I want to talk to you about the we are forget we've talked a lot about we do now now i want to talk about we are you know we love living in communities you know even in kachele we dream now to build a community there we we want sell to build many houses there and we want to live um in in a congo in likasi eric and angel and them they are forming their own little community there when when uh, volunteers go there they live with eric in the same house so um a farai you know one thing, Farai, when volunteers come to Zimbabwe, they live in his house. He hasn't got a big RST, but he's got a community. We live in his house. When we go to Lagos, we live inside the service center. When we go to Kapwe, so we are busy forming these clusters. And the thing is what makes us special is, um, I saw a group of people sitting outside Kachele on the veranda last night. And I made a joke. I said, Okay, so I'll tell you a joke. There was a Zimbabwean and then a Nigerian and, and there were literally four people sitting in a row there and they're all from different nations. We come together, different cultures, different nations. It makes it special. That's God's call on us. It's very clear in the Gospels. I wish we could spend hours I can show to you. He wants that. He wants different cultures because it exposes your, your blind spots. You put a group of people like me, Afrikaners, together, and we think we're the chosen race. We really do. Because there's nobody telling us we're actually racist and short-sighted. But when people come into our midst, they expose us. And so it's not easy, but that's what we want. But now we develop this concept of we are. We say we're not just a bunch of people living together. We need to have proper leadership. We need to have a proper structure. And we need to have, in hands, we've got a desire that people must take ownership. Because we say, um, in the council of many, there's wisdom. But we can't just throw it open for anybody either. That's not fair. You know, some people, many of you sitting here, you have left your work for so long that you can't go back. They won't take you. Your, 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 your diploma means nothing. You're a dinosaur now, isn't it? You lost your house or you sold it in the meantime. Even your support you used to have is dwindled up. You are, you've laid it down as we spoke about it. 
Now surely, a person that's doing that, and somebody that's coming for nine months, cannot have the same authority and say in hands. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? There's layers, okay? It doesn't mean we say they are more valued or better. We just say, for them, hands, if the boats sink, they sink. They can't jump out. So we've spoken about layers for a long time. And there's two things I want to introduce to you today. The one is a concept called co-workers. It's people that have been here, for example, for, for three years, and they don't have a plan to go home, and they really say, hands, it's mine. Maybe God calls me back. We never say to anybody they must stay. Never. Maybe God calls me back, but for now, I'm here. I take responsibility. I'll put up any hat you want me to wear. Because my vision is to get to 100,000 children and to bring the love. I don't care what you want me to do. I want to take ownership. People like that. And as they grow in living it out in front of us, okay? So we say, let us look. If Tyler and Alicia want to become co-workers, they qualify for everything, then we look at that and we say, Tyler, we love you to be co-workers. You're doing so well. But take a bit more time. There's something here that you, we want you to grow in. Because if we give it too early to them, the people look at them and they put pressure on them. So we want to make sure sons and daughters come through healthy. Maybe we look at Tommy and Morgan and we, we say, oh, but they're getting married now. It's not good. Maybe everything might be good, but we say, take your time to grow. There are so many examples, but we say we've got a clear group of people now in hands that we call co-workers. And that's people that say, hands is mine. It stops with me. And that group will be given a platform to make decisions when there's crises, when we want to go to a new country, when we face difficult circumstances, when we need, all of that, we involve that group. We say to them, we recognize you as taking ownership for hands. And we want you to be part of the decision making. You understand that? But it's not, listen to this, it's not a title. It gives you no right to be over anybody whatsoever. So, I'll give you an example. My wife, Carolyn, is a co-worker. But she serves under people. There are people who are short-term. That is her, sup her supervisor. Do you understand? The fact that she's a co-worker gives her nothing in the workplace. The workplace works on who is the skilled people to do the right job. But if you are a financial manager, and you are very qualified and you do it well, but you don't have hands values yet, it doesn't make you a co-worker. You can be in charge of all our money, eight to five. But the decisions will not be made by you. It will be made by the people that have laid it down and that say, hands is ours. Now that group of people, now I'm going to introduce you to them. They're small, but we want it to grow. We just started now, okay? So that group of people is, is people that that has been with hands for a while now, and they were obvious people. But there are many people that can be on 
coming in now. And it's completely up to people if they want to be in that. It, it's an open thing for everybody to be invited in. There are some people that may not want to do that. Do you understand? But it is creating a layer in hands where we say in a council of many there's wisdom. And we try to minimize the thing that there's just suddenly a big thing that comes from one person and everybody must jump. We say, no, let's create a true community of people that are involved. But then we've got something else also. We thought it was good to have elders. Again, we wanted to invite people, and that is a title. Okay? That's a title in a community. It's not permanent. Okay? It's for nobody. So there can be many reasons that the person can choose to stand down or can be asked to stand down after they've served a number of years, just like in a church. But that's not a it's a title, but it's not for always. You are called at a time like this because you qualify. And the elders are really taking responsibility for the community spiritually, making sure that things are done right. Again, it's got nothing to do with the workplace in a sense, although they might have to make decisions of people in a workplace. But they are not automatically in any strong position in a work. But we recognize them as elders in our community. It's people that we rely on that will look after us and keep us healthy as a community. Okay? So I'm going to invite the elders and the co-workers to come to the front now. Some of them are elders and all of them are co-workers. Okay? You can't be elder if you're not a co-worker. Okay? So everybody's not elders, but everybody are co-workers. And uh, we have got a commitment among us that we want to, people that want to become co-workers, they will com connect with certain co-workers and there will be a very specific drive to get them to become co-workers. Do you understand? So it's a two-way thing. Um, Tommy say, I want to be a co-worker. And Lynn say, Tommy, let you and I work together so that you can be a co-worker. Elders would be initially Carolyn and I appointed elders to start it off with. But even in that, we asked people's advice. But after that, it's now in the hands of the elders as they define it. And they would now make the decisions from now on to invite people in and to perhaps at times ask some of us to stand down or some of us would ask to stand down for personal reasons. And if somebody stands down as an elder, it means nothing. It can just mean that I want to study or that I want to spend time with my son. Okay? Don't read anything in that. It can just be an easy reason. So today, I just wanted to introduce this to you. I want to ask you to, to speak with any one of us during this time. If you want to know more, and if you want to grow in that, and if you want to understand what it means, what does it really mean? We can't spend too much time in this now. But as a family, I want to say to you, that I would love that we've got a, a culture that we do this kind of thing in our celebrations. So next year in our celebrations, we say we are so excited to invite three people into the co-workers and 
We want to tell you that, that some of us have stood down as elders and there's new ones. This is a place where we will communicate it and you will hear everything. Okay? So I want you to, to know this. Then I want us to, while they are all here, because I want them to help me to pray, I want to ask Etienne and Rani, and if the children are here, to call them. I will. Okay, come. Etienne and Rani can stand on a stage with me. There's something that Robin just reminded on a stage here, thanks. Uh, there's something Robin reminded me of now, and it was on my list. But before we, we get to you guys, okay, I just want to say that in January, on their way from Canada to South Africa, Jamie was already in London when she heard that her dad was not well. And they decided that she should fly back straight to, to Canada. And so she missed January when we introduced the elders and her co-workers. And so... I wanted to wait for this moment so that I wanted to introduce Jamie as a co-worker and as an elder in the hand. So I want Jamie to come and stand with Lynn and welcome her. You're welcome, Jamie. Now, today we are also turning and looking at Etienne and Rani and their family. We know for years, they had one dream in their hearts, and that's East Africa, in particular Tanzania. And they have served hands, was four, five years now, is it? Yeah, it's going for the end of five. They've been with us for five. Let me tell you a little bit. They were with hands in a hub for a year. And when we came to Zambia to start the RST, they were the front ones. They came from the hub, heading it up. I think it took them about a week to get through the border. They were stopped. They, I remember the children were sleeping on the roof of the car. They wouldn't let them through the border. It took them days and days and days. They came here. There was nothing. They were giving a mandate with James and Sukai to start the RST. What you see here today... They were pioneers in that. They played a huge role in that. But you know, we also, Kel and I made a promise to God in Masoi days. We said, Lord, we want to sow our best people. We want to give them to other people. And I tell you, God helped me to that. Now I'm getting more scared of praying that. <laughs> But, but it is one of the things we treasure in our hearts. I tell you, I, I get addicted to the pain of letting somebody go that I value and love very much. But we all know, when they came to us and they spoke to us, that this is God's time for them. And that we want to release them and bless them and say to them, thank you for what they've done and that we support them in going to Tanzania. And we hope that many of us will be able to visit them there. And if the Lord speaks to us by writing with fire in the sky, we might even start working there. But at this stage, it's not. But we want to thank you guys. I know there's going to be a lot of other things for you guys. I know at, as the end come, the RST and everybody will say a proper farewell to you. 
But this is the opportunity that we have before we as a family leave. And so we want to take this opportunity to say to you that we love you guys. We know it's tough. We know to break ground is tough. It's dirty. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. You are not used to people. People are not used to you. It's easy to come when all the hard work was done and to think you can do it. It's another thing to be in a, in a front and to do it. And so we recognize that even apostolic gift that God has given you guys and that you have broken that for, open for us. So I want to ask James and Sukai to especially come here because they have worked very closely with them. And the rest of us, if we can reach our right hands out, let's just bless Etienne and Rani and them. And, and James, really just pray that the Lord will guide them. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we know that you are the owner of time. And Lord, you are the one that sends us even to save. And Lord, we just want to thank you for Aten and Rani and the kids. Thank you, Lord, even for the time that you gave us with them. Father, we know that we have built uh, good relationships with them. And it's not easy for us to just release them and send them. But Lord, we just want to obey you and just to listen to your voice and release them back to you, O oh God, that you use them according to your will and plans for their lives. Even as they go to Tanzania, Father, we pray that your goodness will go before them, that, Father, they will be able to stand and testify of your goodness and of your love, Lord, that is uh, upon them. In Jesus' name. And Lord, even as they prepare for their journey, Father, we pray that you put everything in place, O oh God. May you open doors for them, O oh God. May you put everything in place, O oh Lord. Documents, O oh God. Accommodation. Everything that concerns their lives, O oh God. Father, we pray that may you meet them at their point of their needs. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we just want to pray for their relationship, O oh God. Father, we pray that let even your love, Lord, increase, O oh God, even as they go to this new place, O oh God, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we want to pray for the children as well. We know, Lord, that change is not going to be easy for them. But Father, we are believing you. We, are, uh, we have faith in you, O oh God, that you are going to make them uh, comfortable, O oh God, that, Father, you will meet them at their point of needs, and they shall lack nothing because you love them. In Jesus' name, we send them with our blessings. And, Lord, we just pray, remembering your word, Lord, that says, those that refresh others who themselves be refreshed. Father, we know that they've touched many lives. They've refreshed many people. Father, may it be according to your word even upon their lives. In Jesus' name. Lord, we continue thanking you for this couple. Thank you, Lord, for um, the things that you have deposited in, the, in them. Thank you for all the work that they've done during their stay here. We know, Lord, that this is your doing. For it, it's true that it's not by mighty nor by power, but by your spirit. We pray, Lord, though it's hard, Lord, to release them, but we honor you by releasing them because this is your will in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, just as Sukai has prayed, we pray that, Master, let everything uh, fall in place even as they 
wait upon the visas and, and many things that are involved in their move in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, above all things that master, let them be accepted where they are going. Let all the people, Lord, be drawn to them and let them feel welcome because you are there with them in the name of Jesus. Encourage them in their new role. Encourage them, Master God, in the things that they are going to do. Uh, encourage the kids as well in Jesus' name. We thank you because you are always faithful. Thank you for the work that they are going to start up in Tanzania. And thank you for the church, Lord, that they are going to plant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. www.handsatwork.org <laughs>